Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Podcast. Well, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I'm about worn out, burnt out, dried out, and done with everything. No, I'm just kidding. It could always be worse. We try to keep a smile on our face and know that we could always have it a lot worse than other people. There's other people out there, many people out there that are struggling worse than what we are. And some of us that might be listening may have it so good. I want you to do a backflip right now and give yourself a high five. But now COVID and uh, Lord, everything else that's going on, try to, uh, I don't watch the news anymore. And I'll, I, I don't, I'll never be political here because I would, uh, the, the hundred people that I have, I'd prefer not to immediately piss the uh, 50 of them off and have half. So, in my opinion, there is a place, a time and a place for things, and right here is not the time to give anybody a lecture on politics or who is what or who is a racist, who isn't a racist, who is a, the system of uh, economics that one chooses to follow. But I will say this, until we find or start to find common ground with someone versus immediately drawing attention to our differences, then we are going to get nowhere. And I feel like that nowhere is where everybody wants to go because name calling and pointing and this and that's going to solve nothing. People in your heart and mind are going to feel the way they feel. So why not try to find common ground with that person and you might be surprised that you have more in common with people than what you think unless you're Israel Keys uh, you know what Israel Keys is a prime example you could he probably would walk up to anybody that he met and probably would find common ground with you and probably swoo you into believing he's the best and the greatest and he might even build an amazing deck for you and the next thing you know Two years, six months, and three days later, he has buried a, a cash kill kit under your porch that he was building three years ago. He has come back to kill you and your neighbor. I'm kidding. But we're going to finish up on Israel Keys today, the fifth. There is so much in this book that um, I really could go over. I'd have to do 10 or 15 episodes. But I'm going to wrap it up here today. Number five, we're going to go kind of talk about the end of, of Israel Keys there. And in the future, um, I would like to, to hope to do a couple of bonus episodes on some different uh, things that stood out to me uh, that I didn't know. And I've watched and, and read quite a bit on Israel Keys. Um, and do a couple bonus episodes and, and bring that information to you guys. But... Uh, this is The Weekly Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. It's The Weekly Podcast. Um, or Jeremy Pale, J-E-R-E-M-Y, Pale, P-E-L-L. -L. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us at theweeklypodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to our PayPal and help support the show. Or there is a link in the show notes to Anchor. Anchor is where we um, we all do everything through Anchor. It, it, we have a, this is a small setup, so 
I, I do everything through the Anchor app. It's distributed, it is recorded, it is edited all through that app. You can click on that and help support the show with monies. And hopefully eventually we can start bringing in enough content that we can do a for-pay content, have enough people that will help us, and maybe we can start to grow and get different equipment and do more hands-on approach to investigating some of these missing persons cases that are local. Um, We are going to still continue. I, I want to bring some more information on the Jonathan Lee Ellis case, and we are also going to do an episode probably next week on a missing persons case from the 80s, and I will give you more information on that um, here in just uh, just a minute. But wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple, Stitcher, Podbean, BeanPod, wherever, I know there's a thousand, we're on it. We're on iHeart, we're on Stitcher, we're on Pocket Cast, Apple, uh, Anchor. Go there, give us a rating, preferably a five-star. If you don't want to, don't, whatever, just be real. Uh, give us a review if you got time to type one out. And if you do, give us a review, um, attach your name or whatever to it, and, and we'll let, let, let you know that we've, we've read it. You can also leave us a voicemail uh, on the Anchor app as well. It, there's a, click, a link in the show notes for that. But we're going to wrap up Israel Keys this week, and we're going to we're going to bring we're going to bring uh, bring some missing person cases to light. And uh, the first one I will uh, I want to talk about briefly here in just a minute. But please go follow us on the social media. Give us uh, give us money. Give us shout outs. Give us high fives. Give us anything you want to give us. Give us a hard time. Whatever, I don't give a shit. Just give us something. We'll at least let you know that uh, somebody's there. We're going to try to creep, creep. We're going to try to creep on everybody, and be looking through your windows. I'm kidding. We're going to try to keep just pushing forward and doing the very, very, very best we can with this AM/FM radio and the flip phone that we use. But uh, we want to be entertaining, but yet we want to be respectful of the victims and of the, I don't even, suspects or not really suspects in some case, the, why am I drawing a blank on that? I mean, we need to have respect for all involved, and I'll look it up in the damn dictionary in a minute, but we'll be right back with episode five of Israel Keys. This is the weekly podcast. All right, welcome back, guys. Like I said, this is going to be episode five of... of, I can't talk. Shit. Israel Keys. um, Next week, we are going to be uh, talking with a very special guest. I will uh, put that on my Instagram page and Twitter page this week and let you know once I I have that for sure. And we will let you know about the case and the person. I don't want to say anything just yet. Uh, but I do know that we'll be covering a missing persons case from the 80s uh, out of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, and we will be speaking with uh, someone very close to that that case that has been affected uh, and is really 
been endured a lot. We'll just say. Um, also, we will be doing a follow-up on uh, Jonathan Lee Ellis missing person case out of Johnson City, Tennessee. I've got some people that I'm hoping to be talking to soon on that that know about that case, and maybe we can dig a little deeper into that. Um, Israel Keys, and I'm going to give the very, I don't want to say rushed version, but we know at this point, you know, he's he's confessed to the murder of Samantha Koenig. He has told them where the body is. They have been able to take divers out and exactly where he said the body was, they were able to retrieve her body. Now, Israel Keys at this point is wanting, the only deal he's wanting is that his name is not brought up and connected to any other case but the Samantha Koenig, that he gets the death penalty and that he gets the death penalty quick. We all know that that's impossible to do. He does continue to talk with FBI, and he does give them names of two victims, Vermont, his name has not been attached to these. These people had been missing. It had dumbfounded police in the Vermont area, Essex. Bill and Lorraine Courier were the names he gave. Sure enough, a missing persons case had been filed out of Vermont. He told them exactly how he had watched the house. It was a, a walk from his hotel there. He had buried a cache of weapons and Drano and a kill kit years before right near that area and it was specifically for a time like this for when he came back and he was doing his hunting to kill so he goes back to retrieve his kill kit that he buried two years beforehand now we know that he's traveled by flying into a different city rented a car and drove thousands of miles police will never detect it on who's there so he notices a house that looks like it has no kids, older couple, and has a detached, or has a garage, attached garage with an entrance. Normally people leave their interior doors unlocked, he thought. So he breaks in, breaks the window, the interior door is locked, and within five seconds he's broken the window. He is in there in front of Bill and Lorraine Courier. He kidnaps them and takes him to an abandoned house that he had found earlier in the day in their car. He has them in this abandoned house. He tortures and rapes Lorraine. She tries to get away several times. He beats her, but it's not going to plan because Bill's trying to get away to help his wife. And Bill continues to struggle and get away to the point where Israel Keys ends up shooting him, which ruins it for Israel Keys because Israel Keys would rape the, the men and the women. So it's kind of just spiraling out of control. So he ends up killing him. He rapes her several times and then strangles her to death, leaves her body in the basement in the corner of this old abandoned home and goes back home. So they go to try to locate these bodies and come to find out the, ho the house that had been, the old abandoned house that he had left them in had been torn down and taken to the dump, and the bodies were never discovered, just a foul odor that people had noticed there when they were doing work around the house. They were never able to find the bodies of Bill and the Rain Courier in the landfill. 
So they would just have to take him at his word. They tried over many, many days to get different names and, and places, and they were able to get some places out of him. They were able to get no really names, but they, they had made a list of, of several things that, that they had to look at to possibly put together and, you know, a few other suspects that, that Israel Keys suspect, a few other people that he is suspected of possibly killing. Um, but in several months after they started talking with him, it had been leaked to uh, the Vermont newspaper that uh, Israel Key's name and, and things like that. And so really he knew at that point that they, weren't, they were not going to be able to keep his name out of anything that he gave them. And he also knew that he wasn't going to be able to get the death penalty as quick and, and like he wanted. So Israel Keys commits suicide and takes his secrets with him. He leaves 12 bloody skulls drawn in his own blood in his cell in a crazy kind of suicide note. Makes people believe that he has 11 victims and the 12th skull being his own. But a lot of this Israel Keys case has is, is not been released or the, the, the details of what he said or because some of it is classified as terrorism because of the 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 bombs and the training he had through the military. We're not certain to what degree Israel Keys was able to to start his plan of just sheer terror on on people in the U.S. and and abroad, really. And it it had even it was even come to light that he had made trips to Mexico and had surgeries, lap band surgeries, different uh, doctors he would visit as a a cosmetic surgeon, things like that. But he did have, it was shown that he did have lap band surgery. Was he trying to become the super serial killing predator where he wouldn't have to eat as much? Every friend that he had in the army said he had superhuman strength. Was this his plan? If it was, why did he get so sloppy or that was always the question I asked myself, was he goes for all these years and doesn't get caught by taking all these countermeasures, but yet in the end, he uses a fucking ATM card and they they pull him over and he's got it in his pocket. That sounds like your average stupid-ass criminal. Was the urge, so here's what I say, I don't know this to be a fact, was the urge so great that he wanted to kidnap and murder in his own backyard. Okay, yes, he done that. He got away with that. He got away with Samantha Koenig's kidnapping and murder. If he decides that at any point that that $3,200 balance that's left in that account is garbage and throws it away, he's he's gotten away with it. I mean, he had just robbed a bank and had come to find out he'd robbed banks in Texas. There's also... A missing day in Texas, and that is going to be a bonus episode as to what he done on the 15th, the missing day of Israel Keys in Texas. But was it that he got sloppy? Because I think that you you can see his behavior, and his behavior is probably not something new. I doubt this was the first time he had 
written someone's PIN number on the front of their deb debit card and went and had taken their money. I'm sure if they found other other victims of his that the same thing would happen. I think that Israel Keys was so used to law enforcement being a day or two behind on, on missing persons cases and things like this, I do not think for a second that he thought that they were watching that debit card in real time and doing anything about it is what the problem is. And, I mean, I think he became complacent. He'd gotten away with so much. I mean, for, for 14 years he was a predator, and no, he, was on, he wasn't on anyone's radar. But he messed up when he first, A, he decided to commit a crime in his hometown. And B, when he got greedy and decided to continue to use that ATM card, they only put $5,000 on it to begin with. And he was able to withdraw almost all of it but 3200 So why not, and you've just robbed two banks, why not drop that $3,200? Does it mean that much to you? What was he needing that money for? Did he need it for surgery? Did he need what? I mean, obviously that cruise probably took a lot of money out of him, but he just robbed a bank. He had reason to believe he'd got away with $10,000. But I, I do believe that, that that behavior of the ATM card was something. Israel Keys thought he was smarter than everyone. He thought he would be able to, to dance around enough where he would be able to, to withdraw all of that money and they would always be a step or two or a day or two behind him. He did not expect a Texas Ranger and a Texas State Trooper or FBI, whoever is involved here, to be watching that ATM card in real time. So he's sitting there. He gives them Bill and Lorraine Courier. So that is three victims Israel Keys admits to. He also sits there and lets them know that he's been traveling for 14 years. So... There's speculation to other victims that are attached to Israel Keys. No one knows for sure. I do know that terrorism is attached to Israel Keys. I believe there's more there than what we will ever know. But when I come back, I'll take a break. When I come back, I want to just read through some of his travel timeline over the last, I don't know, 14 years, 15, 20 years. And just see what you think. We'll be right back. Like I said, let's, let's just go over a little bit of his travel timeline. Some of this stuff is going to be kind of vague, I guess, but it just lets, I want to let you guys know kind of what the FBI thinks. This is off of their website, FBI.gov. Um, June 1st through September 1st, 1997, he had admitted to abducting and, and the abduction and rape of an unknown female near Maupin, Oregon. Now, we do know that from July the 9th, 1998, to July the 8th, 2001, he served in the U.S. Army at Fort Lewis, Washington. Uh, he was processed out of Albany, New York. Um, we know in that time he was uh, stationed uh, in Fort Lewis. He was also stationed in um, Egypt for a little bit. Now, after he left the Army, from 2001 to 2007, he resided in Nia Bay, Washington, so, within that time, he was, that's where he had uh, 
met Tammy and had his daughter. So we know that in 19, September 28, 1999, a vehicle was rented in Enterprise, Lakewood, Washington. We know on November 26, 1999, a vehicle was rented at USAVE in Fort Lewis, Washington. We also know that on November the 29th, 1999, a vehicle was rented at USAVE in Fort Lewis, Washington. January the 4th, 2000, another vehicle rental at Budget in Spokane, Washington. January the 15th through June the 1st, 2000, is his temporary duty assignment in Egypt, so he was gone. So now, July 26, 2000, about a month and a half after he comes back, we've got a vehicle rental at Enterprise Lakewood, Washington. We got a hotel reservation April the, well, sorry. We jumped to April 29, 2002. We've got a hotel reservation at the Hong Kong Inn, Port Angeles, Washington. In August, August the 28th, 2003, we have a hotel reservation at Portside Inn in Port Angeles, Washington. Uh, October the 19th, 2003, hotel reservation, um, Portside Inn at the Port Angeles, Washington. February the 6th through the 13th, 2004, we've got a vehicle rental, Enterprise, silver Volkswagen Jetta with a Utah license plate, 267 WVW. Keys drove a total of 522 miles, did not have permission to leave the state uh, of, of Utah. This was in Salt Lake City. October the 6th through the 16th, 2004, we've got a Southwest Airlines flight, Seattle, Washington to Manchester, New Hampshire, round trip, a vehicle rental from Enterprise, which was a red Kia Amante, license plate 1230139. Israel Keys drove 1,745 miles on this vehicle. He did have permission to leave the state of Manchester, New Hampshire. Now, February 27, 2005, Keyes wrote in an email that he arrived back from visiting friends in Port Angeles, Washington, at 3 a.m. There's no timestamp on email, and he was in Nia Bay, Washington. March the 1st, 2005, was a day canoe trip to unspecified location, spotted camping at location only accessible by boat in Washington State. Now, March the 12th, 2005, was a, another day canoe trip to an unspecified lake, also went to Hoko River in northwest Washington, parked his truck in the vicinity. On April the 9th, 2005, we have a boat purchase that he picked up a boat in Port Angeles, Washington. Now, June the 17th, 2005, we have boating and camping at unspecif unspecified lake in Washington State. October the 3rd through the 13th in 2005, we have a Taka Airlines flight, Los Angeles, California, to El Salvador round trip. Now, and on October the 6th, 2005, we have a, a vehicle rental from Budget in Belize. Now, we go to de December the 3rd, 2005, we have a hotel reservation at Days Inn and Suites in Gresham, Oregon. February the 11th, 2006, we have the Washington State Ferry, Port Townsend, Washington. April 22nd, 2006, we have a boat rental 
at the Island Boat Rentals, Victoria, British Columbia, in Canada. On April the 23rd of 2006, we have a hotel reservation at the Traveler's Inn, Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Now, on May the 10th through the 15th in 2006, we have Southwest Airlines flight, Portland, Oregon, to San Diego, California, round trip. Now, in some of that time there, it's it was uh, dated in his journal that he had made some trips across the Mexican border into Tijuana. June the 11th, 2006, hotel reservation, Red Lion, Port Angeles, Washington. June 22nd, 2006, drove from Nia Bay, Washington to Ridgefield, Washington to pick up ATVs for work. On September the 1st through the 7th of 2006, Alaska Airlines flight from Seattle, Washington to Anchorage, Alaska round trip. The 21st of October through the 23rd, 2006, we have Alaska Airlines flight Seattle, Washington to San Diego, California round trip. Now here's where we also got on October the 22nd, 2006, we have Israel Keys crossing the pedestrian border in Tijuana, Mexico to San Diego, California. It's the San Isidro port of entry. On the 23rd of October, 2006, we have a hotel reservation at the Quality Inn and Suites in San Diego, California. Now, on November 8th through the 13th of 2006, we have Alaska uh, Airlines flight Seattle-Washington to Anchorage round trip. February the 5th through the 8th, 2007, we have Southwest Airlines flight from Seattle-Washington to Las Vegas, Nevada round trip. Now, on March the 5th, 2007, we have a hotel reservation at the Bonaparte Motel in Catchy Creek, British Columbia, Canada. Um, March the 7th, 2007, we have a hotel reservation at Cedar Lodge. That's Watson Lake, Yukon, Canada. March the 8th, 2007, we have a hotel reservation at the Talbot Arm Motel, Destruction Bay, Yukon, Canada. March the 8th, 2007, we have a reservation at the Yukon Motel and Restaurant, Telson, Yukon, Canada. On March the 9th, 2007, we have a cross-border visa from the Alaska Canadian Highway. And on April 24, 2007, we have Alaska Airlines flight Anchorage, Alaska to Oakland, California. Now, on April 24 through May 3rd, 2007, we have a vehicle rental, Avis, Kia Rio, California license plate, 5YB N060. He, Israel Keys drove 1,444 miles in out of Oakland, California. April 26, 2007, we've got border crossing again from Tijuana to San Diego. Israel Keys coming back from Tijuana, Mexico to San Diego. On April 24 through May 3rd, 2007, we have a vehicle rental from Avis, a Kia Rio, California license plate 5YBN060. I think that was one I just said. Hold on. Let me double check my notes. Yeah. Drove 1,400. Okay. Sorry. 26, we've got him. 2007, border crossing, Tijuana, Mexico. Okay. Uh, ate at a restaurant, Tijuana. We got April 27, 2007, border crossing from San Diego to Tijuana, Mexico, San Yirsdo, port of entry. On the 27th, 28th, 2007, we've got a hotel reservation at the Best Western in Kettleman City, California. April 28th through the 30th, 2007, we have a hotel reservation at the Chablis Inn, Napa, California. 
Now, April 30th, 2007, we got another border crossing from Tijuana, Mexico to San Diego, California. On May the 1st, 2007, we've got kayak rentals at River's Edge, Healdsburg, California. Now, on May 1st, 2007, we have a transaction at a Carl Mart in Catatisco, Calatoga, Calatistoga, California. Calistoga, Calistoga. Well, May the 3rd, 2007, we have a reservation at the Safari Wildlife Preserve in uh, Santa Rosa, California on the 3rd, May 3rd on 2007. Also, Southwest Airlines flight, Oakland, California to Seattle, Washington. Uh, May 3rd and 4th, 2007, we have a reservation at the Best Western in Seattle. May 4th, we have a vehicle rental to Avis, Mitsubishi Endeavor, Texas license plate, uh, 290BNK, drove 111 miles. Uh, out of that was out of Seattle, Washington. May the fourth, Alaska Airlines flight Seattle, Washington to Anchorage, Alaska. August twenty sixth through September sixth, uh, two thousand seven, Alaska Airlines flight Anchorage, Alaska to Seattle, Washington round trip. August 29, two thousand seven, hotel reservation Ramada Inn, Sequim, Washington. August thirty, two thousand seven, hotel reservation at La Quinta Inn, Linwood, Washington. August 30, 2007, Washington State Ferry, Edmonds, Washington. 31st of August, 2007, uh, another reservation at the Ramada Inn at Sinkham, Washington. Uh, we've got a vehicle rental on September 2nd, 2007 at Hertz from Seattle, Washington. Also, from September 2nd through the 6th, 2007, we have Delta Airlines flight, Seattle, Washington to Salt Lake City, Utah round trip. Uh, September 2nd, 2007, a vehicle rental, Advantage, Salt Lake City, Utah, um, Law enforcement believes that uh, Israel Keys. Oh, hold on a second. I got that mixed up there, but no, that is, that is accurate. September second, two thousand seven, vehicle rental, Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, and Wyoming. Okay, that's right. Sorry. So from September the 2nd to the 6th, they, the law enforcement believes that Israel Keys was in Utah and Wyoming from September the 2nd to the 6th, 2007. We also have a transaction on September 6, 2007 uh, at the, the International Airport. Uh, we have a transaction at the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. doesn't say what it is. October 29th through November 2nd, 2007, Alaska Airlines flight, Anchorage, Alaska to Los Angeles, California, round trip. Vehicle rental was a Mitsubishi Lancer, California license plate, 5WF-X008. Only drove 95 miles, had permission to leave state of California out of Los Angeles. December the 4th, 2007, he rented a 2008 Chrysler Sebring convertible, Washington license plate, um, 303DKF out of Seattle, Washington, on the 4th of 2007, Washington State Ferry, Edmonds, Washington. December 5th, 2007, a transaction again at the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. December the 8th of the 11th, 2007, he rented a silver Mitsubishi Gallant, drove 537 miles, did not have permission to leave state of Indiana. The car was rented out of Fort Wayne. Original return date was December 10th, 2007, but uh, he didn't return it until the 11th. Now, on December 16, 2007, he rented another vehicle, a 2007 Dodge Caliber, uh, out of Seattle, Washington, 
uh, Washington license plate of 168XUN. Now, December the 16th, 2007, we have him in Washington State. Um, Let's see. Hold on one second. For December the 6th, 2007. Vehicle rental. Got that. Uh, Washington State Ferry, Kingston, Washington. Also a hotel reservation at Ramada Inn in Sequim, Washington. Um, January 28, 2008. We've got American Airlines and Alaska Airlines flight Anchorage, Alaska to Dallas, Texas, then to Mobile, Alabama. So the 28th of January through February the 6th, 2008, we got a vehicle rental, thrifty, uh, 2008 Hyundai Sonata, Alabama license plate, 95B9427. He drove 691 miles out of Mobile, Alabama. Um, February 2nd, 2008, there was a transaction at a fleet travel center in Slidell, Louisiana. February 6th, 2008, we got American Airlines flight from Mobile, Alabama, back to Dallas, Texas. And then February the 6th, 2008, we've got the flight from Dallas to Seattle. Now, from February 6th to, to the 15th of 2008, he rents a 2007 Ford Focus, Washington license plate 257 DBF. He drove 1,152 miles out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, February 10th of 08, he takes the ferry in Edmonds. February 10th, uh, he takes the ferry in Kingston, and on February 11th, he uh, takes the flight from Seattle back to Anchorage, Alaska. July 3rd through the 7th, uh, he takes a Delta Airlines flight, that's uh, 2008, from Anchorage to Salt Lake City, Utah round trip, a vehicle rental in uh, Salt Lake City. Now, September 16th through the 19th, 2008, Alaska Airlines flight, Anchorage, Alaska to Los Angeles, round trip, vehicle rental, thrifty, 2008 Kia Optima, California license plate, 60CF409. He drove 991 miles out of Los Angeles, California. Then on October 24th, 08, he takes a flight from Anchorage, um, to, uh, October 24th, 2008, takes another flight from Anchorage to Seattle, then the 25th, he takes a flight from Seattle, Washington, to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And on the 25th, um, he ends up another small flight from Minneapolis, Minnesota, to Grand Forks, North Dakota, October 25th, 08. Then on the 30th of October in 08, he takes U.S. Uh, Airways flight from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, to San Francisco, California. On the 31st, he takes the San Francisco, California, back to Seattle. And on the 30, through the 30, 31st through November 5th, 2008, he rents an 08 PT Cruiser, Washington license plate, 443XQQ. He drove 626 miles out of Seattle, Washington. Now, we know November the 1st, 08, he had a hotel reservation at a sequin, Washington. And November 2nd, 2008, he takes the uh, flight from Seattle, Washington, to Boston, Massachusetts, which is a multi-city trip. So on the 5th of November, he takes the flight from Seattle, Washington, back to Anchorage, so he's made it back in three days. Um, December 5th through the 7th of 08, he takes Alaska Airlines 
from Anchorage, Alaska to Honolulu, Hawaii. From the 11th to the 25th of 08, um, he flies from, so doing a lot of, a lot of traveling. So he goes from Anchorage, Alaska to Cancun, Mexico round trip on the 11th to the 25th. He has a hotel reservation at the Hotel Playa La Mindia Luna, uh, Isla Merez, Mexico. On the 11th to the 17th, he also has a vehicle rental at the Meredith Yucatan in Meredith Yucatan, Mexico, Hertz. So the 20th through the 25th, he has a hotel reservation in Mexico also. Same. So then we see, we go all the way to February 23rd through the 27th of 09. He flies from Alaska to Burbank, California. And from April 1st through the 14th, um, he flies from somewhere between there. He flies from Anchorage, Alaska to Seattle. Then April 2nd through the 7th, we know he rents a Dodge Charger, Washington license plate 877YUG, drove 637 miles out of Seattle, Washington. On April 2nd, we have a transaction at Hobart Beach Camping in Nia Bay, Washington. April 7th, we have a hotel reservation at Sinquem Quality Inn and Suites, Sinquem, Washington. We know on April 7th through the 14th, we have a 2009, we have Southwest Airlines flight. Washington to Manchester, New Hampshire, round trip, vehicle rental, 2007 Hyundai Sonata, New Hampshire license plate, X74QFZ, drove 1,047 miles out of Manchester, New Hampshire. April 9, 2009, he had a hotel reservation at the Highlander Inn in Manchester, New Hampshire. We know that on April 9, 2009, there's a kidnap murder of the East Coast victim in Tupper Lake, New York. We know April 10th, 2009, there's a bank robbery also in Tupper Lake, New York. We know April 10th, hotel reservation at the Hampton Inn, Colchester, Vermont. We know June 20th of 2009, we have an extended stay uh, reservation in Anchorage, Alaska. And we have September 10th, 2009, hotel reservation in Anchorage, Alaska at the Puffin Inn. We know October 6th, 2009. Alaska flight Anchorage to Kenna, Alaska. December 17, 2009, we have a flight from Anchorage, Alaska to Orlando, Florida, which we went on a celebrity cruise visiting San Juan, San Croix, and St. Kitts, Panama, and St. John. On December 29, 2009, we have a Orlando, Florida flight back to Anchorage. Then we have an Anchorage to Seattle flight on July 7th, 2010. So that's six months, seven months. Then July 7th to the 9th, 2010, we have a vehicle rental through Thrifty, a 2010 Chevy Malibu, uh, Washington plates, drove 999 miles. On July the 7th, 2010, we had a flight from Anchorage, Alaska to Seattle. July 7th to the 9th, oh, sorry, I just read you that. I've wrote this down twice. So July 7th and 7th through the 9th, he had the Chevy Malibu, Washington license plate, CJC Z721, drove 393 miles out of Seattle, Washington. We know on July 9th, 2010, he had a flight from Seattle, Washington to Sacramento, California. We know on July 9th through the 12th, 2010, we have another black Ford Focus, California license plate, 6KK6C870, drove 232 miles out of Sacramento. July the 11th, 2010, we have a hotel reservation, Super 8 in Auburn, California. July 12th, 2010, 
We have an airline flight from Sacramento, California back to Anchorage. Um, on the 17th, 2010, Frontier flight from Anchorage, Alaska to Denver, Colorado. July 18th through the 22nd, 2010, we have a Flamingo Hotel reservation in Las Vegas, Nevada. July 20th, 2010, we have a transaction at Harris Box Office in Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada. On July 20th, we have a transaction at Midwest Frontier, unknown location. Uh, July 21st, 2010, we have a United Airlines flight, unknown locations, not depicted on the map. July 22nd, 2010, and this could be that they're hiding it or it's crucial to their uh, terrorism tag they've put on some of Israel Keys things. July 22nd, 2010, Las Vegas, Nevada to Anchorage, Alaska. Um, then we go from July 22nd to August, or I'm sorry, October 15th when he flies from Anchorage to Chicago, Illinois. Then on the 15th, we know that he flies from Chicago to Boston, Massachusetts. And this is 2010. We also know on the 15th through the 25th, he's got a vehicle rental somewhere in Boston, Massachusetts. We know on October 21st, 2010, he's in Maine. We know on October 20, I see October 21st, 2010, he's in Maine. October 25th, uh, back from Boston, a flight from Boston back to Chicago. Also on that same day, he connects another flight from Chicago back to Anchorage. And on the 23rd of April through the 25th of April, 2011, he flies from uh, Anchorage to Juneau round trip. He also has a reservation at the Juneau Hotel, Best Western. And it looks like on the 28th of April, 2011, we got a transaction at Cars Fuel, possibly at the North Fork Eagle Rail River Trailhead at uh, Eagle River, Alaska. And we know on June the 2nd, 2011, he flies from Anchorage, Alaska to Chicago, Illinois, 2011. We also know on, from June 2nd through June 15th, there's a vehicle rented in Des Plaines, Illinois. There's multiple transactions on Indiana toll roads through in through June the th on June the third. Uh, now we know at that time on June the eighth, two thousand eleven, Bill and Lorraine Courier were kidnapped and murdered in Essex, Vermont. And now on June 9, two thousand eleven, he has a hotel reservation at the Handy Suites in Essex, Vermont. June fifteenth, two thousand eleven, he flies Continental Airlines from Chicago, Illinois. To San Francisco, California. Now we know on the 15th and 16th of 2011, he has a reservation at the Days Inn in San Francisco, California. On June 16, 2011, Continental Airlines flight San Francisco, California to Anchorage. Now we know on February the 1st, 2012, is when Samantha Coding was kidnapped and murdered in Anchorage, Alaska. February 2nd through the 17th, 2012, we got an Alaska Airlines flight, Anchorage, Alaska to Houston, Texas. We know from the second, February 2nd through the 17th, 2012, there's a vehicle rental, Thrifty, a 2011 Kia Soul, Texas license plate, CN8M857. He drove 2,847 miles out of Houston, Texas. We know February 2nd through the 15th, 2012, we have a hotel reservation at America's Best Value Inn, at, in Lafayette, Louisiana, and we also know that on from the sixth February sixth through the eleventh, two thousand twelve, he was on a Carnival cruise line trip, round trip uh, out of New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. So on February the sixth, two thousand twelve, hotel reservation at Pratiana Park Hotel, New Orleans, Louisiana. 
And we know February 16, 2012, the National Bank of Texas was robbed in Easel, Texas. On February 28, 2012, the posted ransom note for Samantha Koenig at Connor Bog Park in Anchorage, Alaska. We know on March the 1st, 2012, uh, used Samantha Koenig's debit card to make ATM withdrawals in Anchorage, Alaska. We know March the 6th, 2012, Alaska Airline flight, Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska to Las Vegas, Nevada. And March the 7th, 2012, he used Samantha Koenig's debit card to make an ATM withdrawal uh, in Wilcox, Arizona. March the 8th, he used the card to make ATM withdrawal in Lordsburg, New Mexico. March the 8th, 2012, he used the card, Samantha Koenig's debit card, to make ATM withdrawal in Shepherd, Texas. March the 10th, 2012, he used Samantha Koenig's debit card to make ATM withdrawal in Humble, Texas. March the 13th, 2012, Israel Keys was arrested in Lufkin, Texas. And December the 2nd, 2012, Israel Keys commits suicide in jail in Anchorage, Alaska. That is a timeline of his travel. It might have been a little much to digest, but I'm telling you, everything in this case is way too much to digest. It's because of what we don't know. We know his pattern. We well, we know his actually we know his past through his present behavior. We know he hunted human beings. We we know that he was a meticulous uh, planner as far as his travels. Who else did he kill? Who else did he hurt? How many more victims are out there that we don't we don't know about? What all has Israel Keys done? What are they keeping from us? What terrorist activity was he a part of? How many lives has he destroyed in this country or, or in, in other countries abroad? Israel Keys was a very, very, very complex individual. I don't think we'll ever know the true depravity of his actions. I don't think we'll ever know exactly just what he done. And I believe he wanted it that way. I don't know that he wanted us to truly know what kind of monster he really was. Anyone that would rape and murder is a terrible person. Anyone that would rape and murder and then go back and rape a corpse is a different breed of crazy. I don't think there's anything Israel Keys wouldn't do. I think his desires became too much to control his need for his need for his his lust for rape and murder and torture became so much that he couldn't contain himself his need to to dominate and to control people through fear became too much his need to and greed for money became too much his need to become the perfect serial killer became too much and it consumed him until he made mistakes and there was amazing law enforcement on the other side waiting to catch him. We'll never know. Truly. I just believe that we'll never know truly what all Israel Key's done. But I will say this. There is so much that we don't know. There's so much to, to learn. The key is in the travels. But there's so much ground to be covered and most of the time these missing these are missing person cases we're probably looking for not murders and only if law enforcement took the time to do the proper legwork in the beginning if they had family that loved them okay maybe the family bug law enforcement until they done it right but if maybe it was a person that, that didn't have that that meant that 
didn't have that family connection or didn't have friends, then you're just lost, probably never to be found. I think they know more than what they've let us know. I'm going to dig into it a little bit more and do a, like I said, we're going to do a few more bonus episodes. But for now, I'm done talking about Israel Keys. Thanks for listening. Listen next week. We've got a, a, we've got a special guest. We're going to talk to someone. It's going to be a little bit different show. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you've enjoyed this one. This is the weekly podcast.